I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Maybe that's why all Bond drums, bonnet dramas. Period, uh, lesbian period pieces. Bond drums. Bond drums. Maybe that's why they're always like the first girl they meet or first like lesbian experience. They're like forever wanting this person right. and pining over them. Yeah. Whereas like I'll meet a lesbian and be like, I don't need to talk to you for the rest of my life. I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all about. Ducking out, ducking out, ducking out, ducking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that's just a couple of gal pals who live with gal pals talking about gal pal stuff. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with Rachel Scanlon and Mackenzie Goodwin about queer platonic relationships. A couple of announcements. Our next patron hang for our patron patrons at the $20 a month level. This is our faithful and committed U-Haulers. The next hang is going to be Saturday, March 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can still join now if you want to be a part of that hang. We do it over Zoom. It's always a lot of fun. We are also planning an in-person outdoor hangout in New York City in the flesh, May 16th. So save the date. We are coordinating with Dyke Beer and a few queer rec leagues for a day of casual gay outdoor hangs. There will be some grilling. There will be some coolers. There will be some tossing or kicking of balls of sorts. And it's going to be in Queens. So if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, May 16th in the New York City area. More details 
to come, but that is something we're planning. We're also going to be doing another uh, virtual show for uh, those of you who don't live in the New York area and for those of you like me who don't want to leave the house. So absolutely stay tuned. How's your week going, Melody? Oh, you know, just hanging in there. Feels a little different this week because I did get the vaccine you did. last Sunday. Yeah, yes. lots of people um, in New York getting vaccinated. Yeah, it felt like it went, it was like overnight everyone started getting vaccinated. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's good to see so many people getting it. And I know like my family and other states uh, have already gotten it, and they're saying by May 1st, everyone should be able to get yep. it. So, fingers crossed. If, by May 1st, Joe Biden says every American should at least be able to have their appointment booked. Yep. Inshallah. Speaking of the vaccine, this is Dyke News, technically. It should Gino be. Gino Oriema, head coach of the UConn women's basketball team. Thanks for clarifying. Had no idea. Not that I kind put of it dyke. on our doc, and I was like, I wrote Gina Ariema. Should I put a parenthetical for Carolyn, or will she Google it? Did you look into it? I mean, I'm here to tell you. I know it's March Madness. I know you're a Husky fan, so go for yes. it. Go for it. Come on, Carolyn. I never say that when you bring up Rosie. Um, <laughs> it's important but to I me. But I see you roll your eyes, Melody. So go for <laughs> it. Talk about the Huskies coach and March Madness <laughs> and all that dyke stuff. Tragedy. It's a tragedy in the dyke spaces to learn that Gina Oriama, head coach of the women's Yukon Huskies, has tested positive for COVID three days after getting his second shot. Right before March Madness. This is devastating. But I just wanted to bring this up to like also kind of like a PSA. Like we have to be safe. You're supposed to be immune two weeks. You have to wait two weeks after your second shot. Yeah. He gets tested positive three days after getting that shot. And he also reports that he wasn't. They did like contact tracing. He wasn't exposed to anyone who had knowingly been exposed. So this is still. It's hard to know. Super sneaky and serious. And please be safe. Yeah. I joined a neighborhood group of mine, which was probably a mistake on uh, Facebook. I regretted it when I did it in Queens, and now I'm starting to regret it. But it is a good place to get recommendations on contractors and various things. Dentists. Mulch, yeah. Yeah, all that mulch. <laughs> um, we got our own mulcher. We're making our own mulch. <laughs> Rug mulcher. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, Melody. No, okay. <laughs> Count it. What did you learn? Well, I learned that, I mean, I kind of suspected it. Small town New York that uh, people are just very conservative and yeah. uh, railing against our freedoms being taken away from us for COVID. And then there was somebody that's like, I need to hire a waitress for a big party I'm having. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> a waitress? What kind of party? But I'm I'm not even going to, I'm not going to get into the mud with these people. They seem uh, pretty intense. It's also like a lot of people that used to live in the town and someone called them out, which was pretty funny. They're like, that's great. They're like, uh, 
She doesn't even go here. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're like, why are you in this group if you don't live here anymore and you're glad you moved? And they're like, because I still have friends and family. And they're like, all right, I have friends and family in Florida, but I'm not creeping on their community pages. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, burn. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> But other than that, just living the bucolic life, I got a bird feeder, hung it up outside. All right. Any visitors? You know, I wasn't getting birds at first, and then I'm like, is something wrong with the bird feeder? Did I do it wrong? Is it at the wrong height? And it reminded me of when I was single. <laughs> like, that's, I would just go out and be like, oh my gosh, people aren't hitting on me. Is something wrong with me? Did I wear the wrong thing? Am I not gay enough? What's going on? What's happening? <gasps> and then... Uh, then birds came and I'm like, I thought the birds would be cuter. I'm like, oh my gosh, this also reminds me of when I was single. <laughs> and now it's like too many birds and they're making so much noise outside my window every day. I'm like, ah, I should just forget about the birds and buy a dog. You really should. And commit to that. This bird feeder just mirroring the cycle of my relationships. That's why I want to bring it up. I'm, I'm done with your offbeat pets. Yeah. You're done with the hamster content? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over it. How about having a wife who's uh, rubbing her hand in hamster urine <laughs> to not scare her hamster so she can pet her? How about that? I'm like, get your hamster piss hands away from me, Cecilia. Oh, my God. The hands she puts inside you. I know. I'm like, you better be washing those hands for three happy birthdays. These are our updates. These are the days of our lives. I feel like what... I just talked about with the the hamster pee and whatnot is gayer than actual gay news, like Elliot Page being on the cover of Time magazine and giving a profile and interview about his coming out as a as a trans man. Love to see it. Love it's to a great see article it. for anybody who is not online. Good for you, but I recommend this read. You know, you can go to time.com. Yeah, take check adventure. it out. I think that it is just like a wholesome, a wholesome read about a trans coming out story, and very happy for Elliot Page. Just sounds like it's something yeah. that has been really tough on him for a really long time, and issues with uh, gender and sexuality are hard to begin with, and probably much harder when you're in the spotlight, and then also when maybe you think your career. Depends on you looking and acting a certain way. And that's kind of like always the hard part of like, oh, these celebrities, like they should come out. And it's like, well, there's still a lot of bias. Like how many how many straight roles is Kristen Stewart going to get in the future now that she's like uber gay, you know, Uh, she's played (laughs) Princess Diana. She'll be fun. But I get it. Yes. And I um, did sit down and read it last night after we discussed it on our stereo show. Yeah. And I'm so happy for him. It was a great read. I did also realize I am incapable of sounding genuine. (laughs) I have this voice. We were on stereo last night talking about how happy we are for him. And everything I said, I just it's echoed in my head. I'm like, you're (laughs) such a fucking asshole. Like, I can't sound genuine I have this monotone voice it sucks it really sucks I used to have stand-up about it I'm genuinely happy I have to always be like I am genuinely happy yes. in this monotone deadpan and that makes it sound and hope it sticks even more sarcastic yeah. and it sounds even worse yeah. right um, I hate it. <laughs> but this is a fact about Melody, and often when we talk she'll have to clarify that she is being genuine about something 
sorry I'm this way. Yeah. Um no. so happy. I, I think it's good. I think it's great for the the community. And one thing that I've always liked about Elliot Page is that he's always been like super thoughtful about his place and his privilege and how to use his privilege to advocate for people who have less privilege. That's the good Canadian guy in him. Totally. I fucking love Canadians. Right. We are trying to get a, let's all just meditate on this, trying to get Katie Lang on the podcast. Katie Lang has a, an album of remixes coming out. Talk about gender. The cover for it is a super femme photo that was previously Hi, unseen. She looks smoking hot uh, from yeah. 1995. I didn't recognize it. I was like, what a random cover for this new Katie Lang album. And it was like, oh, that's Katie Lang. Wow. And I know that she's been uh femme before. It's just like when I think of Katie Lang, that's not what I think of. So fingers crossed and light a candle to the Canadian witches out there uh, who can get <laughs> Katie Lang on the podcast. We did put the ask out. Uh, speaking of iconic gets, Rosie O'Donnell, Autostraddle put an article out trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle for the next uh, Gen Q L Word season. And they, you know, I haven't been spending a lot of time on social media for mental health and other reasons. And uh, <laughs> Rosie apparently is playing Tina's fiance. Love it. Love to see it. Love Rosie as we- Beth's nemesis. <laughs> I didn't see the post, but you told me Rosie posting a picture from set and captioning it. Hashtag um, Bet's Worst Nightmare. <laughs> Bet's Worst Nightmare is so funny, and I can't wait to see it. I'm scrolling right now through this incredible investigative journalism from Autostraddle. Right. And I'm loving it. Um, yes. Alice might have a new old show called The Chart. Yeah, I was like, is that a podcast? Is that are they going back into the podcast territory? Because the the logo for it, it looks a little podcasty. Yeah. And then passing the Bechdel test every time is the tagline on the poster for Alice's potential new old show. We did it first, Alice. We're passing the Bechdel <laughs> test every time. Every damn day. I'm excited. Come on the pot, Lisha Haley. We- yeah, please, 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 pants, please. Well, Melody, we need to get into this episode, so what's the gayest thing you did this week? Lay it on me. Well, Carolyn, the weather has been a little bit nicer over this last week. Temperatures have been rising. I went out and got myself iced coffee. Scratch that. I've been drinking iced coffee, actually, through the winter, now that I think about it. But that's what's so gay. That is what's so gay about me. Iced coffee is gay culture, and I don't know why. Do you remember during our show, our Halloween show on Zoom that we did, and Tian Tran had that game? I was like, "Yes, is this thing boy or is it girl? Girl. Which there was supposed to be no (laughs) logic to it, but our listeners got every single one right, including it was like, is iced coffee boy or girl? And someone said, that's gay girl. And it was yes. Gay Girl, and that was the first twist. I'm like, our listeners are fucking amazing. Either someone saw this before, <laughs> and they were a ringer. Uh, T and I were talking about that last time. But yeah, so it's official. Like It's like in PowerPoint that iced coffee is gay culture. It, I mean, it is a PowerPoint slide. Yeah. But also, it's gay boy. 
It's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just gay. Yeah. And I know that because I was just like, why is iced coffee so gay? Like, I've never, all I hear is just that sentiment, and I never hear anything else. So I Googled iced coffee gay, uh, sat outside of a cafe, and read a GQ article, why is iced coffee so gay? Um, <laughs> and it links some other posts Medium articles, BuzzFeed articles. I don't know. Seek it out if you're interested. Um, it also goes into the health benefits of iced coffee. It's for fact now, gay to me. Yeah. And I will continue. I mean, I love iced coffee. I always, I never really... Do you like iced coffee or cold brew? Cold brew, iced Americano, iced coffee is my hierarchy. And I worked at a cafe for a long time. Right, right, um, right. Several cafes. I was that barista. I had the bangs. I had the look. I was mean. <laughs> you were the object of all baby gays' affections. They came into that Starbucks and they're like, something about that barista makes me feel weird. I had the barista swagger down. You have no idea. And I would even walk around with uh, keys on my loop because I would bike uh, to work every morning. Oh, yes, you the did. The crack of dawn, and I would jingle my way into my barista, keep the keys on just to signal to anyone coming in. You signal bike. to the other queers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bike. What can I say? B-Y-K-E. It's a valid term. Everyone who came in and got iced caffeine, just iced anything caffeine, was just so clearly gay to me. So it's something I would recognize back then haven't thought about so much in my 20s now in my early 30s thinking about it a lot it's real it's a thing that's the gayest thing i did this week lies what's the gayest thing i did this lies week? i saw the instagram story of you and one ha. miss Allie clayton holding hands during brandy carlisle's grammy performance and Ooh. video recording it if that's that's gayer than all the iced coffees imo she's flaming um my girlfriend is so tender and earnest on the internet and we hear my deadpan voice we know that's not really my style from this baritone um i i don't know i can't be earnest i mean i try i am sometimes but like but in the private, mushy you're the mushiness and then hands. she posted video footage in the internet ruining your brand so shattered you'll notice i didn't repost it she'll always post something like that and be like you're not gonna you're not gonna reshare <laughs> carolyn yeah if getting a bird feeder wasn't it, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Getting a grill. We had a whole okay. episode about why that's gay. So not too much more, Finally. I have to say, except thank you to all the listeners who unanimously said, get a Weber grill. Everyone said Weber. Everyone did. And I got one. And I it just came today, so I haven't put it together yet. I do need to get the propane tanks. I did get some grill tools, a grill cover i'm excited just to grill up veggies i looked into joining a local csa so i can get produce nice that's every good. week to throw on the grill yep i reached out to past guest julia tertian to have her remind me what is that farm near me that is uh, run by lesbians it's the rise and root farm so looking I love that name. at them uh for where to get some just fresh gay produce to grill i gay love produce. grilled vegetables love them <laughs> i can't is wait is that why i have an iron deficiency is my produce not gay 
And probably, I, yeah, because. Yeah. You're getting straight no, you're getting New York produce. Uh oh, that's it. Yeah. I'm getting Sea Town produce. <laughs> a produce stand opened on my corner during the pandemic in Queens that exclusively sold uh rotting produce. It was like produce <laughs> that was uh that they bought off of, I think, like other better pro like the best produce in New York is in Chinatown. Like they get all the produce, they turn it over fast. That's where all the restaurants get their produce for the most part. My understanding is that Chinatown has the best produce. And then I think that this place in Queens was like, what if we get all the leftover stuff that's on its way out, bring it to Queens and sell it here and you like you find the stuff that's not rotting and you eat it within 20 minutes uh so i don't know i'm excited to join a csa anyway i think we should get into our interview for today because it's double the fun today we are diking out with rachel scanlon and Mackenzie goodwin both comedians who are also the hosts of two dykes and a mic that is a podcast that I know some of our listeners also listen to. We are talking about queer platonic relationships. So basically the relationships that queer co-hosts of a podcast might have with each other. Right, mm-hmm. Melody? And right. so much more. So let's get into it. So Rachel McKenzie, two dykes with a mic. Thank you so much for being here and diking out with us today. Oh, we're so glad to be here. I've been wanting to dike out for a long time. Same here. Thank you for having us. It's like tool belts colliding. (laughs) That's very hot to me. I like that. (laughs) And we're turned on. Okay, great. Congrats. (laughs) We just started and I'm already fully aroused. Congratulations. (laughs) You're welcome. First question... I have to ask you before we get to our regular first question is that in your uh, theme song, you say that you two are the greatest dykes in the world. Um, When you say we, are you (laughs) also including the universal we? Universal we. So you two as well. Right. Okay. Okay. So all dykes are the best dykes in the world. Yes. Yes. Just want to clear that up. Right. Uh, God, I'm such a politician. Look at that. That was really good. Really sidestepped quick because they were coming at us pretty. Hot yeah. right out the gate <laughs> of a full sweat stash. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> we got it out of the way. We can move forward now to our normal first question. We ask all of our guests individually, "What is the gayest thing you did this week?" <gasps> oh, you can go first. Okay. Well, I was on my patio with my girlfriend. Pretty gay already. Mm -hmm. Um, but a stray cat showed up and I am not a cat person, but I somehow imprinted on this stray cat and, um, we bonded very hard and I not only made my girlfriend take pictures of me with this stranger, um, but then I think the gayest part of all was that three days later, I haven't stopped thinking about that cat. I named it Jackson. And I've been like longing for that connection. And I feel like the interaction with the cat and my girlfriend in the pictures, of course, is inherently a pretty gay experience. But I think the longing that I feel the need to kind of like write a letter to Jackson that I've named it, that I have this like feeling in my heart for wanting more. That's a very queer type of like a longing for a cat. Yeah, that's fucking gay. You're stupid. Yeah, longing already. 
is yeah. very dikey. Yes. But yeah, throwing the cat. The stranger, the missed having connection. feelings for a stray. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like we had this moment. Like I feel like the cat would have left a glove for me. Yeah, that I was like, oh, your glove. <laughs> <laughs> you drop this. Yeah. Do you think that that cat is um, the reincarnation of somebody from your life? Oh wow, deep. I I we have get- to ask because you are L.A. Dykes. That is true. Yeah. Like, uh, yes. Is there, you said imprinted. <laughs> <laughs> you threw that at us. I was drinking like an oat matcha. I feel like uh, the cat to me had very, uh, it was a kitten, but had older energy. So for me, it felt more like Carol, like mm-hmm. a, in an incarnate version of Carol from the movie Carol. Obviously. So like a very old kind of wise energy that was also inherently sexual. So yeah, it's very so Kate Blanchett. Yes. <laughs> I, I mostly ask because uh, my mom's ex-boyfriend had like a stray cat that um, hung out a lot around his house. And I thought that it was um, actually the ghost of his ex-wife who had died um, inhabiting the cat. And I asked the cat a series of questions and one of them were like, are you this woman? And then it like turned and looked at me and meowed and, and and the the cat like hates my mom. So that's what kind of, I was like, this cat keeps coming around. It hates my mom. I think it's his dead wife in cat form. Listen, I believe in that shit. I know. I just don't know enough dead people. And people always say that about me. Like (laughs) (laughs) this year, you don't know enough dead people. I know. I'm very 500 K dead. Really? Yeah, no, I know. You it's, need to get out there more. I don't you need know to more friends. I need to know more death. <laughs> you need to hang out in more nursing homes. Yes. And with people with comorbidities. <laughs> Why are you being so exclusive with your friend circle? It's so problematic. They're I'm, all young. They're all young and healthy and, healthy and hot as hell. And that is my <laughs> fault. It's your cross to bear. Yeah. It's a real burden. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Mackenzie, what's the gayest thing you did this week? I think the gayest thing I did this week was watch the first Wonder Woman on International Ooh. Women's Day yes. with my girlfriend. Ooh. I just heard, I just heard her. her come home. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> no. It's almost like you summoned her. I said, with my girlfriend. And she was like, me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, like an episode of WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we haven't seen it. Don't no spoilers. Um, and then the entire time we just sat there trying to figure out if Robin Wright is gay in real life or not. And we were just ogling and really going in on it. And I think with the jaw, she is. Oh, Robin. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think? Well, I think anyone. Yeah. Holding it's a, a strong jaw. Yeah. It's yeah. the strongest yeah. jaw I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyways, that's the gayest I did this week. And Gal yeah, has yeah, a lot yeah. of power. Wow. She's got power, but I don't see any queer energy in her. That's fascinating. I just don't. I see a lot in her. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Who am I to say? Isn't there a study, though, about like certain facial mm-hmm. feature- features? Um, it's a symmetry. Well, s- symmetry is for attractiveness, but like there's jawline stuff that you're like more likely to be a, a gay woman mm-hmm. if you do have like a more... Oh, is that a thing that's been proven? It's something I say as fact and have for the last decade, but I didn't know there was a gay jawline for for women is a thing. Yeah. 
So I had read the symmetry for men actually scientifically was that they were more likely to be gay. Wow. And oh, it's the okay. job for gals. Symmetry was how attractive you are, but then a lot of helps. gay men are attractive. Yes. So that there you go. pans out. It's weird because she, you have no, no jaw. jaw. No jaw. So how? Born without. <laughs> Born without a jaw. I'm all neck, no chin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know about y'all before we get into our topic. Yes. Listening to your podcast, it's very clear you guys are very good friends. Did you know each other a long time before you started the podcast? What came first, your show or the podcast? I want to know it all. <laughs> They're close to making oh, it. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. We, yeah, we touched noses right there. So very fun for me. Um, Stop rubbing it in that you're in nose touching distance. We're so physically close to each we other. Are. It is baffling. Uh, our comfortability with each other from the jump has it, been. It's weird. Astonishing. We, yeah. we met like matching mics. Matching mics, smashing tattoos on accident. On accident. Didn't mean what? it. Yeah. yeah. When we met, we Wait. saw these. You accidentally had the same wrist Pretty, tattoos? Almost exactly the Isn't same. Isn't that freaky? <gasps> on the same what arm. What the hell? <laughs> and we were born a week apart. And we have the same exact astrological chart. The whole chart. Except for one, where mm-hmm. I have the horny moon. What is it? It's the horny moon. You're a Scorpio. What's the horn- Scorpio moon. What's, what's your, do you, are you comfortable saying your place, your big three? She has no idea. She'll tell you for me. Honestly, I forgot mine. What is it? Like Cancer, we're, Gemini, Cusp? Well, we're Cancers, but then you're a Scorpio moon and I'm a Capricorn. So I'm all biz and she's... All pledge. Yeah. Okay. So it worked out well. But we met um, how long? Many years? Three, four years ago? Seems like 40. It seems, seems like, like forever. I was running an open mic at a dive bar in the valley. Mm-hmm. And I called it Two Dykes and a Mic. And she came in on the night that I was breaking up with my girlfriend on stage, who was my co-host. And I thought it was what? a bit. I was like, oh, these girls are hilarious. This is very funny. And then it wasn't. This bit is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we take it further. We had broken up before and me, you guys are stand up comedians. So I think you understand, like, I was like, well, this breakup is going to read really well. People are going to love this. They're going to think this is so interesting and funny. And I'm going to be really riding this emotion. But not at a show, at an open mic. At an open mic. Psycho. This was before therapy. I was a different person. Um, How, How long have you been together? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Are they still comedian? Mm-mm. Nope. She is okay. not. I don't think. She makes a lot of jewelry. I think that's... Yeah. It's like that Portlandia. <laughs> She's making jewelry now. Okay. <laughs> Look it up. That's a good one. She is. Uh, but we... Yeah, I was like... I don't care. I'm like, sure, we broke up and we lived together, but I'm still going to do my mic. And I think that she was like oh, if you're still going to do it, then I'm still going to do it. And I was like, perfect. We can tell the audience that you won't be here anymore. (laughs) Yikes. And that's how it went. (laughs) I'm hearing, I haven't told this story in a long time. That was harsh. I would have done it differently now. And that's why I thought it was a joke. It was so insanely unrealistic. Right. And then you fully were breaking up on stage. And so at the end, I was literally like, I guess I'll be hosting two dykes. I guess it'll be one mic and a mic from now on. One dyke and a mic? What did I say? One mic and a mic. Oh, hell. You idiot. So stupid. Thank God you're here. (laughs) 
coming in with the business. <laughs> and then I uh, didn't approach her because I was too nervous. I was so shy. Yeah, you're a little baby. And then I slipped in her DMs and said, hey, if you need an extra dyke for your mic, I would love to be a part of this. And all I saw was somebody sliding in my DMs right after a breakup. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was like, she couldn't be more clear with her intentions. She's telling me she's gay. She's in my DMs, and she knows I'm freshly single, back on the market, hotter than ever, ready to play. And she wants to spend more time with you. Thank you. I'm all business. We already covered this. Uh, Turns out she actually genuinely wanted to be business partners and do the open mic with me. Yeah. So, which also confused me for the longest time. I think I, for months, was like still absolutely like convinced you were actively hitting on me every time I saw you yeah I would be like well we can do the mic and then let's get a drink and you'd be like (laughs) why I like would and I was earnestly like it wouldn't I couldn't comprehend somebody just wanting to be friends do yeah to be friends with me I'm like I have so much to do an open mic like who wants to run an open mic thank you it's torture it's literal hell in LA sorry not to clown on LA but LA open mics it's like all actors Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. It's horrible. It's worse. We've had people yeah. throw up in our booth. Okay, no. Somebody did throw up on me once. Yeah. We've had people like call us slurs to our face. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's been bad. You guys know. But um, yeah. I was, yeah. And then it turns out she was like, let's turn this open mic into a live show mm-hmm. and a podcast. So I yes. said, I'll do the podcast, but I refuse to, to do, to do any of the work. <laughs> So here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. You clearly have no issue dating comedians. Um, love that. <laughs> I've burned you had broken up with one and we're ready to date another. I was like, fine. It twist my arm. Wait, wait. Did either of you ever date a comedian? I'm currently, my girlfriend's a comedian. What kind? But I, uh, stand up comedian. <laughs> She's a carrot top. <laughs> Wait, 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 is she a prop comic? <laughs> no, but she used to be, she used to kick out her punchlines early in her stand-up career, which is just crazy. Yeah. If you, there are still some clips that she can't get taken down legally um, <laughs> <laughs> from other people. That Yeah, she was a very, she was like Def Jam comedy, like a white Southern lesbian doing Def Jam style of comedy. Very physical. Um, <laughs> it's, very, it's very different now. But yeah, she's a stand up. I had a hard no comedians rule for the longest time, unless they were going to move to New York or LA. This is when I was in Chicago, because mm. comedians are moving to New York or LA every other weekend. So I would have sex with a comedian because they were going to get out of there soon. And then Smart. I could go to mics and shows and not be in my head about it. Mm-hmm. But obviously being, the lesbians or being the dykes that we are um i'm a bi dyke can i even say that um yes cut that out carolyn <laughs> how dare you it's a lot of a lot of discourse about that lately but yeah um being the dykes that we are she within a couple weeks of us sleeping together moved to new york and we were like yeah that's grounds for long distance <laughs> we're long distance for a year and a half and now we live together in new york oh that's a congrats cute. yeah Oh. We did it. But now we're neither of us are dating comedians anymore. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it now was I'm, a phase. I'm married to like a non comedian. Uh, you have to be. I mean, that's nice. Are yeah. you the funniest in the relationship? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt. Because I am not. Same. My girlfriend's way funnier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think some of the funniest people are 
not in comedy, truly. Yeah. Like the sure, funniest sure, sure. people I know are not. I mean, I feel like less funny since I started like doing comedy. I think back, I'm like, I don't know. It felt so effortless before, but <laughs> but now it feels like it takes a lot of work to be funny. Uh, but my wife, she's Peruvian, and she'll always tell me like, oh, in Spanish, I'm a lot funnier, and I wish you like could understand fluently because I'm actually like really really funny in Spanish, but I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> like, like every once in a while, she'll she'll have a good joke that has me laughing, but then like she'll get real confident and then keep trying to make more jokes and be like, huh? Huh? That was a good one. And I'm like, whatever. It's better about fighting about a joke or a premise. Wow. Because yeah. <laughs> we do that a lot. I'm like, no, that's mine. That is 100% mine. Like, it's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be hard because, like, I definitely take things that my girlfriend says and, like, use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that would be tough. My girlfriend has a really good gauge of, like, how well I did because she's not a comedian. Like, other comedians would judge, like, they know what type of joke I would be working on or, like, if I c- they could tell if I miss my punchline and I, like, fall through whatever. Because I'll tell you every time. But Nazara, that's my girlfriend, she will... Like after my last show, I was like, how do you, how did I do? And she's like, well, the audience seemed scared. So, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's an honest review. So thank you. Oh my God. I miss seeing you bomb. Uh, yeah. When More I than bomb, anything. I refuse to Stop. let it go. Yeah. I'm like, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down. You seem Hard. like a fun bomber, though. It's the most fun. It's better than her crushing. She prefers me <laughs> bombing hard. Yeah. I really do. I miss it so I much. I know you do. <laughs> you guys oh, probably man. have more opportunities to actually do stand-up. Is it, like, outside? or Right, right. Yeah. It just it's started just, yeah. to come back. So I've done a few shows in this last week, but it's still kind of, like, this sounds ridiculous, but it's still a little too cold. <laughs> stop can you okay. stop dude sidebar sidebar yeah sidebar I you gotta can't, stop you can't because they're like oh, we're in New York yeah. and we're cool and we're gayer than you and you okay yeah, right 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 come back okay cool yeah. sorry we had okay. a sidebar yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carolyn I forgot to ask it was recently your least favorite day of the year how are you doing ah yes daylight savings as a Capricorn who likes to be productive I think it's homophobic to take an hour out of my day but Everyone loses an hour, not just gay people. Well, I can only speak from my own experience, but truth be told, it wasn't so bad, and I think that's because I sleep on a Helix mattress. No matter how many hours of sleep I get, I feel like I'm getting better quality sleep, so I don't feel it as much when it's cut short. Homophobically. Same. If you look at the timestamps of my emails to you, I have been having a hard time shutting off my mind at night. But when I finally do get to sleep, it's the good stuff. I am loving my Helix mattress. We both took the quiz on their site and we both match with the Dusk Lux model. The quiz only takes two minutes and asks about how you sleep, your body type, and the sleeping habits of the person you regularly share a bed with, if that applies. Yes. And mattress shopping can be really overwhelming. And I also hate going into mattress stores. So I love that you can skip all of that and be paired with the right mattress and have it delivered straight to your door. So if you're looking for a new mattress, just go to helixsleep.com slash diking out and take the two minute sleep quiz where they'll pair you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. For sure. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. It ships free to your door and has a 10 year warranty. Plus you can try it out for 100 nights risk free. Helix is 
is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash out. That's helixsleep.com slash out. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. No, I mean, your story really lends itself into our topic about platonic relationships amongst the queers. Mm. Is it possible? Yeah. We're living proof. I mean, we kiss every day. But well, we kiss for <laughs> fun. Yeah. But you started off... With, like, thinking it might not be platonic. I feel like any friendship I go into with another queer person, Mm -hmm. non-binary person or woman, I'm just, I always leave room (laughs) for it. Like, I'm just like, I can't, I flirt with some of my closest friends to this day. There's always, like, a small window. I can't help it. And I, I feel like a creep. Always, I'm glad you finally brought it up, Melody, because it's been the elephant in the Zoom uh, for a year. God, we've been on Zoom this last year. Cecilia would hate me. I feel like that. I, I think I'm more aligned with you on that, where I, when it comes to queer people, I grew up where I didn't know any other queer people at all. So when right. I would find another queer person... For me, it was like, I don't know when the next opportunity is going to be where I'm going to meet another queer person who's out. So we should for sure have sex with each other just at least once to see if that's like going to be fun or not. So I would lead absolutely with my sexual foot with every queer person around me just to like, I'm like, let's just try it. Ask questions later. And then it's a numbers game. Absolutely. And just settle into a friendship or in between. I am also like constantly flirting with everyone. I love to find where my boundary is with people within seconds of meeting them. You do lead with your pussy. I lead right with my pelvis at yeah. all times. 
<laughs> See, I disagree because I have so many queer friends who I have never been attracted to and we have never struck up anything, but we're very, you know, strictly platonic. That's fascinating to me because I think it is more to do with the fact that you you have so many more queer people in your life yeah. that you're able to kind of like put them in different categories mm-hmm. and I don't have very many queer friends okay. at all. So for me, I've either slept with them or dated them mm-hmm. and then had never mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's still sleeping with them yeah, yeah. I think there's just so many fewer so you yeah think quality over Same. quantity I think the Quantity. more I think the more queer people you're around there's more like levels of degree of right, closeness right. with them yeah you don't feel sense. like so much like oh I better like do something with this mm-hmm. like one is, is in my atmosphere and if I don't like make a move then I might never see one again exactly yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why all Bond dramas, bonnet dramas, period, uh, lesbian period pieces. Bond dramas. Right. Bond dramas. Bond dramas. I, maybe that's why they're always like the first girl they meet or first like lesbian experience. They're like forever wanting this person right. and pining over them. Yeah. Whereas like I'll meet a lesbian and be like, I don't need to talk to you for the rest of my life. Right. That's so cool. I'm also, about you. me, I'm obviously, you. of course. It's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think you have more. You have more boundaries with people as well, yeah. right? Like Mackenzie's more, you have to ask questions to get to know her. She has like, you know, I think I'm also so much more attracted to like every person and object I've ever seen. Yeah. Where I think like you're more specifically attracted to like- Straight cats. C- certain <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> literally, I'm like, that cat was hot. Like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It yeah, is that's why I was going to ask like what the breakdown was between your straight friends and your queer friends. And that kind of lines up with like, I relate so much to the not having so many queer friends that I, that's why I feel like I just get so excited when I meet one that my emotions get really crossed and confused. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because I used to be the type where like every, every queer person I met, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what? what is this? What is the situation? Is there anything there? Are they attracted to me? Could I see myself doing something with them? What's up? And then once, well, once I got married, but also it wasn't really until I started doing comedy that I got, like, a lot of, uh, like, an influx of queer people because you're doing queer shows. And in New York, there's just, like, so many queer shows and queer mics. And all of a sudden now I know so many queer people that, like, if I had a crush on them all, or if I looked at them all as like potential uh, people to hook up with, like it would be insane. It would be nuts. Uh, I'm also married and that helps too, that I see everybody as like very platonic now. But even if I were single, like it wasn't until I started doing comedy that for the first time I had like friends that I be like, Oh, I would never think about making out with them. Now making out's a different thing. You, I'll kiss them all. You, I'll kiss them all. There you go again. <laughs> yeah, I think Mackenzie, you did turn out to be, and still are, the only queer friend that I have that I have not like slept with or tried to date. Really? Yeah. Which, by the way, too but my, you also kind of tried to date. But her. you tried yeah, it. But you did try. I did try. I, you know what? Take but, that back. Take that back. You know what? We're back to zero. <laughs> Yeah. But I think also we have people that are you, do you have some close friends that you used to date? Cause I feel like that's a pretty like dykey experience as well. We're mm-hmm. because yeah. we're such a smaller group. You happen to be friends with people that you've dated and hooked up with. 
Yeah, but I feel like after I cut that off mentally, then I'm like, oh, it's platonic. And I I told you recently, I can only be friends with an ex if I find them repulsive. <laughs> it's so bold. Right, right. <laughs> That's so funny. When my girlfriend and I hooked up for the first time, um, we were at a party full of comics and... Um, I found out she was moving to New York and I was like, I'm interested. Um, and we were just like talking all night and then we were like the last ones there and we still didn't know if we were going to like, if anything was going to happen. And she literally said to me, she was like, all right, how about this? I'm inviting you to my apartment. We can either make out or we can just talk all night and be best friends. Like she gave me those two options. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like, like still- sex was not an option. Put it on the table. Like, and so- <laughs> I think that that is so like interesting. When I started dating my girlfriend as well, we were, you guessed it, long distance. And <laughs> yep. when we first were like forming our bonds, I think like she would say, I'm fine if this, if we meet up and we don't have like sexual chemistry, I would be like still super happy with like a friendship with you because of how great we communicate. And I felt like I was being slapped in the face. Yeah, I, like I was that. like, oh, yeah. I would, I was like, be friends with you. Like, what are you, my straight aunt? Like, <laughs> there's no bone in my body that wants to have a platonic friendship with you. But there is something I think that is like, that there are more like, I don't know. I think it is. But that's, I think you can't be sexually attracted to friends. Right. Well, I'm sexually attracted to everyone. All my friends. Oh. Yeah. I, God, I relate so hard. I think in the queer world, friendship is a spectrum that's just me. Okay, I or see Or at that. least that's how I've seen it play out, that I just have to believe that. Because the variety of friendships I've seen blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like I, just because I could never, I've never been able to be friends with an ex in general. So maybe that's just it. Like, I see lesbians who we're together for so long, so easily able to be friends, recommend other friends for their ex to be with. Like that's all strange to me. I think I like seems to be also, very prevalent. I've, ch- I think I've, ch- I've changed in my, I'm in an hour relationship where I have like been in therapy. We live together. I'm like getting closer to my 30 dumb where I'm much better now at like closing the door with people that I have either been mm. with or have some type of romantic history with that like I used to not have at all. I used to basically everyone that I had slept with or had relationships with, I would still leave a little bit of like, well, we'll see what happens. Or like if I'm drunk, like I've been sober now for a year and those are totally different now where I can definitely see where I could turn an ex lover or relationship into a friendship now. But that's a skill that I only learned like since the pandemic, honestly. Okay, so you think it's a skill. I think it's something that people like me have to acquire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas I was born yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But I think I it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible to have like friends that you've slept with that d- isn't an inappropriate, weird thing. Yeah. I think that that could be possible, but I think if you've had like a very long relationship and for me it was just because like the the first like really long-term relationship that I had they were not over their ex and it was so painful and they like also cheated on me with their ex once and it was just like a constant thing for like a long time like for at least the first year of our relationship and I remember thinking like I never want to do this to somebody else and if we break up like 
I will never be friends with them and just always cut out the exes. But with my with my ex-wife, my ex-wife and I actually met on the str- strictly platonic section of Craigslist. Wow. <laughs> on theme. What? So I was like legit. I had just moved to Atlanta for a job. I was looking for friends because I was having a, a heart. I didn't know where to meet people as a as an adult outside of college. And I only knew my coworkers who were all like violently straight. And <laughs> I I was like, I need to like meet some other queer people or even not queer people, but like I don't know. So I went on Craigslist. I saw that there were was a strictly platonic section. I didn't know that existed. And I was like, well, what if I try this? So then I found this person who said that they were um, a lesbian and they like wanted to go to like queer events and go to concerts and whatever. And they just graduated from college too. So I'm like, oh, great. Someone new to the city. We can explore the city together. I was in a long distance relationship with that like very toxic person uh, at the time. So... I was like, hey, you know, I'm in a relationship, but like looking for friends, let's be friends. And then uh, we were friends for like over two years before we started dating. And like for the longest time, I wasn't attracted to them. And even once I like broke up with my ex, we would go out and be each other's like wing women um, and just but then it was just like we were hanging out like twice a week, then like three times a week, then four times a week, then like five times a week. Uh-oh. And at that point, it's like, OK, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Like, should we <laughs> should we just date? And then we got married, which is gay. Uh, <laughs> and when when we got divorced, though, and I like, of course, uh, in gay fashion, soon started seeing my now wife was like the first person I hooked up with um, after getting divorced. Classic. My ex-wife was like, hey, I kind of like miss being friends. And it was like, you know, we Uh started out as friends and we were fine as friends. And at the time I was like, yeah, I could like we live in the same neighborhood. Why not? But then I was like, no, 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 my rule, my rule. And like my now wife, too, at the time we just started dating. She's like, no fucking way. Yeah, that's a weird. No, Don't be friends with your ex-wife, please. (laughs) So... Now, when you first met her off of Craigslist, was there an initial, I didn't, uh, was there an initial attraction? Not at all. Wow. I I didn't even think we'd be friends. I thought she, she's like, you said it was an awkward first date too. It was, it was so awkward. I was going to say date. She she like (laughs) doesn't, it's weird. She's one of those like introvert, extrovert people. Like she's very, very quiet when you first meet her, but she's also not shy. Like Mm -hmm. she's not shy enough that she's willing just like meet up with a stranger and a bunch of strangers on Craigslist. Like she was trying to meet, she was basically meeting women through strictly platonic and then having these kind of like, is this a friendship hang or is this a date type thing with with women? And after we hung out, I was like, well, there is no way this person is ever talking to me again. That was like the most awkward hangout. Uh, I felt like I did all the talking. She was so silent and so weird. We ran into my boss who was like a coked up British guy. And I think he freaked her out. And (laughs) it was just a lot. And then I was surprised that like the next day she was like, hey, I got invited to this party. Do you want to go? And I was like, oh, every first date I've ever been on. Okay. <laughs> like you don't know if they like you or not, and then they're like, "Fuck, I should have kissed you." Yeah, they're like, "I had the best time. <laughs> yeah. That was the best date I've ever been on." It's like, well, you could have told your face. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 
I do remember, I do remember though. So our first hangout, which was like the dumbest idea ever, was we met up at a bar for a drink. And then we were going to go see the movie Running with Scissors. Oh, <laughs> great movie, oh, but throwback. But like, why would you see a movie with somebody you just met? Fair. Like, that's the, the dumbest idea. And I remember sitting there and feeling like, even though this isn't going well, it does kind of feel like a date. My girlfriend's in another state. And like, what if I just like made a move right now? And that's the part of me that feels like it's hard when to be like just strictly platonic with someone, I wasn't even like attracted to her, but there was something that was like, but what if I made a move? Yeah, mm. I think it is like, like, would she be into it? I have you know? a very hard time distinguishing and I'm still learning like, what is the, di- I'm, and I'm honestly asking you guys like, <laughs> yeah, what is you know, the I difference between two queer people on a date and two queer people hanging out one-on-one because I've always felt like it feels almost the exact same where I'm like, that's insane. I know what you're saying is insane. (laughs) I just feel like, no, I, I need to know too. I've had roommates that I'm very good friends with that are queer and just like in my own home still like have that slight, like, like maybe like just like check in the mirror before I walk out of my bedroom <laughs> to get breakfast. What? <laughs> I think it's all just like for me, I, I rarely hang out with people one-on-one. I'm a groups person. I'm like an extrovert. I love to like have yeah. a lot of, you know, talking and people to bounce off of. So whenever it's one-on-one, I think it's like, it always feels intimate, like a date. I'm always like like a date. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I think, yeah, it can feel like Carolyn, the first time we really hung out when we went to see, we went to a jazz show of this dimly, (laughs) we were the most romantic date I've ever been on. It was so romantic. We were like both dressed up. (gasps) Carolyn's in like a tux. No, like if you were like in a real, like, wow. And I was like, well, this is weird. It feels so romantic. I asked her to be my co-host at the end of the night. Like, Did you get down on one knee? I'm asking her yes, to be in a committed yes, relationship it, with and me. And it's a microphone. A <laughs> hundred times yes. Yeah, it really was like, well, this has gone great. It was, it was like, it felt yeah. like a bachelor date. Like, oh my gosh. The rose. You know? There, there are a lot of parallels too, because like, yeah, when, even when I was like looking for an, a new co-host, um, one of the other ones, um, Melody, plug your ears, that I went to get coffee with, <laughs> who I was considering. Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know what? Yeah. It was Courtney. <laughs> it was Courtney. <laughs> they sound oh, like they're dating. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were we were getting coffee and, you know, I was telling her like everything that happened like with the podcast and like what I was looking for in someone. And like as we were having the conversation, I think she pointed out how it felt like we were like trying to see if we were compatible, like compatible and dating. And she's like, this really does feel like a like a first date because we've spent the whole time talking about your ex being like my former co-host. <laughs> Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this was a date. Like, why? Why does everything with a queer person feel like a date? It's it always... like, sh- should I buy your coffee? Or... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. True. I was going to ask you guys, like, if, if you're both in relationships with other people, but there is such, like, an intimate dynamic between, like, co-hosting together. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially when it, Mackenzie and I, like, we 
are very physical with each other. And I don't know how touchy feely you guys are with each other, but I'm always we're either, not. You're not. We're not. not. Yeah. We're both Capricorns. What up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, I'm not touchy feely unless I'm like seven beers in. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna like get anywhere close to anybody else. Um, I am touchy feely, but when I know someone's not, I don't try it and it's just just how it is. And I knew that yeah. right away with Carolyn. <laughs> yeah, I love this. this we're the exact opposite. I think the secret is that I'm like, just always make sure I'm obnoxious enough that like, I know that there would never be anything between me and Melody. Like, right. <laughs> oh yeah. We're just, just like, make reveal sure can't your stand grossest. Yeah. 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 I think there is something too about like being, so, we have to talk. I mean, the amount of times Mackenzie has brought up her pee trauma on our <laughs> podcast. It's like, okay, so we're not going to have sex with each other. And that's something you have to learn, I guess. That's true. That's true. <laughs> P- wait, P trauma. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I have a lot of childhood trauma. One of them being, I was attacked by three girls in the library once and they tickled me until I peed my pants. Oh so, my God. So she has a lot, like in the bedroom, she doesn't want to be like restrained or anything. Oh, I can't, okay. I can't be she tickled. I can't be touched lightly. Yeah, she's got a lot of, but that's also weird too, is that you're not as touchy with other people, but the second we met, I've been basically sitting on your face the whole you, time. We scissor daily. Daily. I'm yeah. just like all <laughs> yeah. over you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because there, if you're not generally one, but there, there are people who can like bring it out of you. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Yeah. Honored. I'm like moon. the Charlie to your chocolate factory. I don't think that's... Everyone says that. Nobody says Everyone that. Everyone says that about us. <laughs> <No>. Such a thing. <laughs> with comedians, too, because they feel like coworkers, and especially with Melody, it's like this weird colleague friendship dynamic that... I'm going to walk back on that because I've also had relationships with like four of my coworkers. And <laughs> yeah, you're married uh, to your I don't, coworkers. yeah. Um, Shit. I date all my coworkers. It's like a work wife thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like we are soulmates more. Cute. Thank you for saying that. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. Thank God. Jesus. I mean, you guys have like butterfly kissed half this time. I'm so (laughs) jealous. That's all we do. She's been scratching my back this whole time. (laughs) All I do is like hold you and touch you. And thank God. Yeah. Yeah. But I I feel like Melody's watching and she's like, is this what co-hosts are supposed to be like? (laughs) Caroline, why are you such a frigid bitch? If you guys were in the same room, you'd be doing it too. Honestly. You never tickle me. I'm not nurturing at all, Melody. I'm so sorry. I should have laid that out in advance. Do you guys, I was going to ask you earlier, do you guys have a bunch of queer platonic friends as well? Like outside of your relationship that is not like, do you, like you're jealous that you've never kissed. You've never kissed once. And your partners are not like weirded out by it at all. Jelly. Yeah. 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 It's because, because I've been like back to back married. So like, Everybody that I met doing comedy, I didn't make out with any of them. And, like, sometimes my wife will get, like, a little bit jealous, like, especially if I have um, a recording and then afterwards she's like, how'd it go? And I get, like, really animated. And I'm like, oh, my God, this person was so funny. Uh, I had the best time to hide. Like, I just felt like we connected. I wish we lived in the same city. And then she's like, okay. Like, she like she doesn't want to hear that. Uh, oh, no, she's going to be like, jealous after this. I don't have this. a crush on that person most yeah. of the time. Um, Is she going to be jealous after this interview? <laughs> yeah. She might be. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially that there's two of you. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I have a few. 
But but yeah, so she and because she comes to like a lot of my comedy shows, she like knows all of the like she comes to every Stonewall show, so she, and everyone on there is queer, so she knows like every queer person, um, pretty much like in my orbit in a school with it. And then also like she doesn't have that many friends. Um, she's it's weird. She's like super friendly and bubbly and you would think she has like a ton of friends, but she's also like an artist and likes her me time. But like the couple of friends that she hangs out with who are women are queer. I can't think of any straight friends she has that aren't like in Peru. Good for her. And, and even when we went to Peru, like the one friend of hers that we hung out with was like her lesbian friend. And they were like very physical with each other. And I don't know. I wasn't bothered. And I even thought like, I think she has a crush on Cecilia, but like I wasn't bothered by it. Cute. That's hot. I don't know. Love a good crush. <laughs> Allie gets so, je- my girlfriend gets very jealous. And every time I'm talking about someone I can tell she's jealous about and I kind of pause and I know like it's it happens every time and she'll just go eh, I'm cuter than them like she like feisty and if she doesn't think she is then we have a problem like oh. <laughs> there's one friend of mine that I have and that was that roommate like there was like a, like we'd hooked up once we decided we wanted to move in together and we were just stand-up friends and then we got drunk one night and hooked up but we were still planning on we were still apartment hunting so it was just <laughs> Like, are we still going to Um, And we did. So there was always that little, like, flirtation. But the only reason my girlfriend couldn't be upset is because she had sex with her, too, before oh, I... this is so beautiful. I'm loving this now. Yes. A fucking full circle Wait, dyke moment. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever hooked up with the same person? Yeah, do you guys huh? have chart overlaps? Have you guys had sex with the same person ever? No. I don't think so. Well, you, you and, like, me and Melody, right? Yeah. 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 No. 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 Fascinating. No, no, there wouldn't be any way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you're there's wife always a way. wife situation it is less. Yeah, we actually started I started dating my girlfriend around we have like similar anniversaries when you got married. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then and then you were in Chicago before that. Yeah, so. I um haven't been in New York single, so oh, wow. no real overlap. Have you um, two hooked up with the same person? I wish. No, and it, it makes me furious whenever I think about it because yeah. like <laughs> we we're swiping in this. We're in the same neighborhood. That's what's so, crazy. We like, never went on the, a right, date with not the even, same no, person. No, I know. I, we have we have little we've been other on dates like together. your girlfriend's ex girlfriend like matched with me and like that's that was the closest weird. though. Is that like we have? But you have to kind of go two outside of our chart. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer yeah. it to be direct. Direct. And now I've missed I, my chance because I would like to have them on the podcast and ask ask. Who was, was better, better, obviously. So <laughs> right, right. it is just frustrating. I think oh, I think if Melody and I were single, we would probably go after the same people. Just because yeah. you have similar types. Like, yeah, my wife is like very similar to her partner, like yeah. personality wise and, and everything. Like we're very similar relationship. Yeah. And have similar dynamics with Cute. our partners. I love that. I feel like my girlfriend I is never jealous when I think she's going to be jealous. Yeah. Like it's not, I'm like assuming like I have to let her know, like Mackenzie and I, we work together and we're always all over each other, but like, it's very silly and I would never actually want to have sex with Mackenzie. And she's always like, yeah, no, I, I get it. 
But then if I like see a celebrity on TV and I say that they're juicy, she's like, I can't believe you would say that they're juicy in front of me. Like, it's very confusing. (laughs) It is because like, she's literally walked in on us in Uh, a sex position. Yeah. We were fully clothed. We were, it was for a a TikTok or something. Maybe, Uh, (laughs) maybe maybe not. And she was just like, Hey girls. And walked walked and just was like, "Eh," you know, typical Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. But you're no. like, Aubrey Plaza. And she's like, shut, shut your mouth. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. It's fascinating. But I think my girlfriend, too, is used to having... I think it really comes down to if you grew up with a ton of queer friends or queer people around you, you're more used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's right. always... All of her friends are queer. Because she's, like, from sure. the Bay. And I'm, like, from, you know, the Mall of America. So it's just, like... <laughs> right. Yeah, she, I think it's just different. Listen, my girl doesn't get jealous at all. She doesn't get jealous of me? No. And my hot body? No, because she knows I could <laughs> never pull anyone else. <laughs> she's like, she's like, yeah, this is it for you. <laughs> <laughs> What's her sign? I want to know everyone's sign. Oh, my girlfriend's a Capricorn, and I love caps. Cute. No cap. Okay. No cap, all More caps. Don't say that. Don't say that. I barely know what it means, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are your girlfriend's uh, signs? And what? Uh, so my wife is a Sagittarius. Ooh. My girlfriend's a Gemini, and we're we're powering through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Four and a half years. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. Congratulations. That's a long time. Yes, wild. Congra- I can't even. That's so long. Wow. We haven't yeah. even known each other that long. No, we haven't. In terms of like jealousy with friendships, I've seen it too. Where I've seen like women who like were on like a rugby team or whatever so they were constantly like very like physical with other women and in their friend groups and stuff so like their friendships are all like kind of like you two like just very playful very touchy like no big deal it doesn't mean anything and that's just like how they hang out um and then if you have but when they start dating someone who doesn't have that experience mm-hmm. that can be like very confusing and we also get like emails from listeners who Sometimes because if they're like new to dating women, they're like, ah, it like kills me to go to these parties and know that she's slept with like seven women there, you know, that like really annoys me. And then I feel like they're all judging me and all that stuff. So it could be like really scary, I think, to to navigate if you're not used to that at all. Yeah, it can be intimidating as well if you're not like, yeah. If you're not like a theater kid and you show up and everyone's yep. spitting in each other's mouths oh, and you're like, right, right, perfect, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> exactly. that's just like what you guys do here. Like, yeah, that right. can be, yeah, yeah. a lot. <laughs> and, and like, I never used to get jealous and that, but then like, like in one relationship, you know, I would be like, yeah, whatever. I don't mind if you hang out with your ex. And then like, she cheated on me. I'm like, oh, okay. And then with my, mm. with my ex-wife, like, she became friends with this person and I felt like was uh, emotionally cheating on me and was in love with this other person. And I could see it happening and it like fucking hurt. Yeah. But like, but I let it go so far and I was like, yeah, yeah, go hang out with them without me. There's no reason why I should be there. Like ruining the vibe. (laughs) I get why you want to hang out with her alone all the time. uh, And why you like look at her a way you haven't looked at me in years. That's That's fine. You know, and then it got to a point where I'm like, wait, 
because I, I don't want to be like not cool about it because I'm like, well, yeah, you should be able to have queer friends. I have queer friends. You know, we all have queer friends here. Oh, uh, yeah, but there's lines. Oh, I'm such a buzzkill. I shoot it down. There was, yeah, that's the, something similar happened. And early on in my relationship with my girlfriend, and yeah. she couldn't even see it. She's so excited when she meets another queer person and makes a queer friend because she never had any and came out later in life and just, you know, has always wanted a group of lesbian friends. But early on in our relationship, she, there was a dyke that was so hard for her like she just she couldn't see it how obsessed this girl was with her and I was just like I, it, you just you have to stop yeah. for my, like because I would hang out with them and I'm like this girl's trying to get you drunk every time you hang out like <laughs> it's clearly it's just so clear to me and I had no problem being like can you stop yeah <laughs> That's Is, smart, does that though. make me a bad person? No, no, good for you for like see you could see it and bringing it up. You know that's yeah. like yeah. huge. Allie, she sees it now in hindsight and was just like, okay, yeah. When you're that in, was wild. It, she's you also know, you sober now. It. I was like, okay, yeah. I honestly feel like my boundary issues are worse. Like I feel like mine are being pushed by like honestly straight women tend to mm. ruffle me up more because I think that they a lot of times have. And this could be from a lot of experiences that I've had of being the only gay person that was around is that I would get a lot of that like really annoying like you should come in the dressing room with me while I try on all these dresses like yes. that type of like well can you just unhook my bra Rachel like all like that's where I'm like this these straight friendships these straight people are the ones that are like making my boundaries feel uncomfortable. Whereas with queer, mm. wi- other queer people, I feel like there is so much more because we're so shy and timid and we don't want to cross any boundaries. Right. We're like, I think, or they're just more understanding where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm being used mm. in yeah. a way. Yeah. We're hyper aware of being like the Janice Ian, like, yes, <laughs> big lesbian crush yeah. on you. <laughs> like, right, we- right, right, right. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of my straight friends, especially when I first came out to them, I was like, oh, now you're asking me to like zip up your dress. I don't know. It felt like yes. it wasn't really a thing before I told you this information about me. A hundred percent. The and instant fascination. That's their thing. See, I had so many that were upset when they, they asked me, oh, am I your type? Like, were you checking me out all those years? And I was like, no. And then they got offended. Yeah. And mm, then they made wow. it weird after that. And I was like, what? Yeah, the straight fascination with the lesbian friend bothers I'm me. I'm so thankful yeah. for all my friends. I want to like write them cards right now because they've never done this to me and really? I'm so grateful. Like I got a little bit in college when we were like very, very drunk and then they would kind of like make a pass in their like near blackout state oh, and Jesus. I'd be like you're going to thank me tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go. Uh, and, and then like move on from that but before I came out or before I realized I was gay I had a very hard time being friends with guys because I was constantly afraid that they might think I had a crush on them. Interesting. So I was just like very awkward around guys. And I had like, a, I always had like a couple of guys that I was friends with, but then like, I would always feel so weird about it. And it wasn't until I realized I was gay that I formed like close friendships with men because I'm like, oh, great. Now there's not this thing that I was like worried that you might think there was. I guess like that's where where it gets kind of hard because I do think it's hard for um, for men, for like straight men and women to have like very close friendships that aren't like in a group context, let's say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in a group context, it's always it always feels safe. But like 
you know, one of my friends, his girlfriend is like best friends with this guy. And it makes me so uncomfortable to watch because like if you were to just look through her Instagram, you think she was dating this other guy. Uh-oh. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if I were my friend, I'd be like hurting inside all the time. Yeah. And there's like exceptions to the rules where it can work and right. Like, but mm-hmm. it is also, you know, men do a lot of fucked up things. Yeah. Throughout history. Even if you're out, you have the whole chasing Amy situation. They can still oh, go sure, after sure. you. Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. The nightmare. Geely, too. I, Why is it always Ben Affleck? I fucking oh wake God, up to the face of Ben Affleck, like, haunting me. Yeah, not good. I have one male friend. We went to prom together in high school. We've lived together for seven years. And we were in love with the girl that I was in the closet with in high school. And we've been friends ever since. So that's kind of like a beautiful little like love triangle, yeah. love triangle that honestly worked out for us. Yeah. Good guy. Right. <laughs> for once, you both came out on top. Yeah. Holy shit. That's nice. Yeah. Also, when we look at queer media, there aren't that many great representations of like friendship between lesbians. Like there's the L word. Have you heard of it? Didn't. <laughs> the way you said it was. Well, honestly, I've never seen it. This little show. uh, (laughs) Yeah. But the L word is so also, I mean, so sexual. They're all, they're all flirting with each other. And when I was watching the L word, they all seemed so much older. I'm like, these are lawyers and moms. Like we don't get the the closest thing we got to young queer friendship was book smart. Oh yeah. And one of them is straight. So still you don't get like, I don't think I've ever seen two young queer, queer women, that are, women that are friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because even in like work in progress, it's like there's that whole storyline where they make it seem like her best friend has been like in love with her for years. So it, it just like there are so few portrayals of a like really strictly platonic, like even in the L word, like. Jenny and Dana have that weird date or like Shane and Shane and Jenny who are the platonic friendship. Like they're the best example of a platonic friendship and they're roommates and they're like supportive of each other. And then they also like take each other to task when, when they need to, when they're acting up and, and then they end up together before, you know, Jenny commits suicide. Uh, Right, right at the end there. Gross. So they all they all have fucked each other at some point. I think kind except of, for Tina. Like Bet and Alice. Alice and Shane? No, not Alice and Shane, but but Bet Bet and Alice were exes. I didn't I'd have to look at the chart. That's insane. There was a show on Facebook Watch that I that's like the only thing that's coming to mind that had like a queer friendship dynamic with like millennials. But it was yeah. a show on Facebook Watch. Um yeah. what was it called? Strangers. Ooh. Oh, Love yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that with um, yeah. Zoe Chow? Yeah. You're right that, like, in the Bond roms, it's, like, the first woman they see who could possibly be queer. Mm-hmm. Like, there's <laughs> no way that that's a friendship. Even in Carol, it's, like, her one friend is also her, like, ex-lover of years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's whenever ridiculous. they meet each other, it's immediately, it's like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so much. They don't even Happy get to know season. each other. Yeah, Abby and Riley, 
Yeah. That like, was people like, couldn't even let them be friends. Yeah. Like oh, that was the one because time. they had too much chemistry. That's right. the problem, is they were too sexy together. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like us. It was too good. <laughs> we're just too hot together. <laughs> Yeah, that movie was crazy. Yeah, I wish I, that's what I like. I love, that's what I want more of. Just queer people being friends with each other mm-hmm. without the like longing, the romance, the will they, won't they, what about their boyfriends, the age difference, and then they die. I want like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see two queer people being like best friends. That's I wanna, it. I want to queer Do Melody and I have a pilot to sell you because. Pitch woo! it. Oh yeah. Pitch it. Once we get that rewrite down. Yeah. <laughs> a show about the two of us not sleeping with each other uh that's fascinating honestly groundbreaking (laughs) (laughs) that's so sad that that would be groundbreaking i know (laughs) it would right yes um and every studio would be like yeah but when are they having sex that's the real that's the big question yeah yeah well do their boyfriends know about their podcast (laughs) and their feelings How do they have a podcast if there's no electricity? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny as fuck. Do you have any platonic friends who are, like, your type that you're close with? Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Love gingers. Please. Um, I'm like, it's hard because our pod has gotten so small that I'm like, I only have, my only friend is like Mackenzie and I'm typically not always not attracted to blonde women. Same. So. We have the same type. Yeah. But I don't. Dark. Big ass. Big ass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah. Are you like, you have any friends that are your type? I mean, I have friends that I've like, maybe. But I would mm. never, I have to put them in a place where I'm like, it'll never happen. Yeah, you can't even, she doesn't even like see them as sexual beings. Yeah. Fascinating. I have to like yeah. get it out of sight. You can out of compartmentalize. Mind. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, really I have easily. some that are my type, but I have to actively mm-hmm. not be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. But once I do it, then it's a, it's a done deal. You're so powerful. Thank you. I, I don't know. I think my type could be any, I don't know, anyone, mm-hmm. anything, my Peloton, all of it. So probably, (laughs) but like, I don't think any, I don't have anyone in my close, close circle anymore that I like actively am like drooling over when I like get that like excitement when they text, like, I don't have that for any of my friends. It's kind of hard to tell this year of all years. Mm -hmm. Also Um, true. Yeah. How about you guys? I'm sure I'll be squirrely again around some pretty friends (laughs) once I get vaccinated. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my. Oh no, I froze. Or they froze. They froze. Okay. Are we back? Oh I can hear you, but you are just your beaming. Video's your, your video's frozen. You're smiling so hard. Oh, you're back. Okay. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the video to come back and you two be like acting out of sex position again. <laughs> you know okay. us. You know we will. Are you TikToking? Are you TikToking again? Yeah, you don't speak uh, it. Don't remind us. <laughs> Do you guys TikTok or what? You know what? Good for you. Good. We have four TikToks on our. We made an account for the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Listen, we hate it. Yeah. It's. it's, But we do it for the kids. It's for the youth. It's for the young young queers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I try not to. I think about it every day about how 
much. I'm, I'm like, on it all hesitant day. to do it. <laughs> I'm a voyeur. I don't even open it. <laughs> Are you guys completely monogamous? Yes. Like okay. aggressively. I have been like, I'd be, and she shuts it down and is like, she will cry at like, if I bring it up, <laughs> but she's like comfortable having a crush on someone, but would absolutely never like act on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's my, yeah. my, my next like evolution of myself as this like actualized lesbian who doesn't need to sleep with every woman that comes in my mm-hmm. orbit. I like mm-hmm. am really yearning for that. Like, and we have a friend that's a couple. Yes, I'm looking at you. But like that is what I feel like that is how you know that you've achieved this like level of like settled lesbianism. I need you to explain what you're talking about. Like where I could be like, oh, the the wife and I are coming over for cribbage. And then I show up and you and your wife have like tea for us. Okay, but nothing sexual. N- exactly. Nothing sexual. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad on you board. clarified that, Mackenzie. Yeah. I was like, like, are we all fucking in this? Well, we could. I mean, keys? listen, let's not yeah. rule it out. Let's rule it out immediately. One thing yeah. could lead to another, but <laughs> maybe it's not though. Maybe it's just platonic fun. That to me is like you having a, okay. like a lesbian couple friend is like hot. So cool to me. Wait, we are that. Do you realize that we are that already? <laughs> we don't work together too much. <laughs> this is, re- we do things outside of the podcast. I, you, sometimes they make us dinner. Yeah. That is this, nice. What you just described. Yeah, that we sounds. Do. But exact- she she makes us dinner, but only before we go live. See what I'm saying? It's like she knows that she has yeah. to like wine and dine me to like get me to work. So it's different. <laughs> that is true. Carolyn. Yeah. Send a fruit basket or something. God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ordered fried chicken for you guys. All right. Oh, yeah. That was nice. That was good. Yeah, that's so funny. You want to be so gay, you're British. Yes. <laughs> it sounded like... <laughs> Oh my god, yes. I love it. I don't know. I mean, if anything, uh watching the two of you has really showed me that I don't think you can be platonic. I think it's just gonna <gasps> Thank always you. be like weird. Thank you for saying that. No. <laughs> I appreciate it. Haven't been listening is what's happening. Thank you for your observation. I appreciate it. Our new yeah. thing is that we're gonna start telling <laughs> new listeners from now on that we are related to each other <laughs> just to see how that lands. Con- <laughs> to confuse everyone. We go from lovers mm-hmm. to friends to sisters. Yes. Real yes. quick. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> Because I think once I listened to, um, I listened to one episode where you two said that you were married and then I was very confused because I'm like, wait, I didn't think they were married. What? (laughs) Every episode we do something new. So it usually is that we're dating. Sometimes Uh, it's that it's like we're (laughs) ex-twins once removed. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think I heard like a dating and a married one. And then when I like looked at your Instagrams, I was like, wait, no, it's all lies. (laughs) This podcast is built uh, on a foundation of lies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lesbians are great liars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fact. No. Um, I'd like to think that people like us, like, you know, you two and me and Melody prove that you can have like a very close relationship uh, with another queer woman that's uh, strictly platonic. But then like counterpoint, Cara Delevingne. Mm hmm. I don't, she's friends with no one. She has right. not one single friend. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, prove us wrong. We'll find out. We can't. We can't. <laughs> she has fucked everyone in Hollywood, and we know that. Yep. What's your advice 
for making a platonic relationship work with another queer woman? Honestly, I would say that uh, the way that I've always approached queer friendships as possible fuck opportunities is something that could very much be outgrown. And especially with like maybe the younger, the next generation coming up and more people being queer and open that that isn't have doesn't necessarily have to be everyone's path. So I would say like treating all of your friends more so as like getting to know people as people is probably the best way to go. And, uh, you know, also being honest, right? Like saying, saying saying to people, I want to be your co-host. You could just probably listen to them instead of assuming that they want to have sex with you. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Fuck up. Fuck opportunities. Fuck. Oh my God. Did I say fuck opportunities? Yeah. It threw me off and it was filthy. (laughs) It was filthy. Do you guys still want to have me on the podcast? I should just leave. You should edit me all out of the No, no. No. We canceled you 20 seconds ago. (laughs) Shit. Uh, No, not only that, but I want to be queer platonic friends. Yeah. Please. We should all be queer platonic friends. This would be really good. Is it just because you need more touching melody? I'll, I'll I'll touch I'm your back. I'm never gonna be that friend for you. I'm never gonna be that friend. I'm sorry. Yeah, and also, yeah, queer friendships are totally possible, and everyone should have yeah. a ton more queer friends. And like Mackenzie and I are actually, regardless of how much touching we do, have boundaries and a platonic friendship with each other. I watched you shower once, though. We shower <laughs> at each other's houses all the time, mm-hmm. and that is part of our platonic friendship. That's our story. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Aspirational. My tip is uh, be married to someone who's going to watch over you and make sure that you have boundaries with all your friends. There you Mm -hmm. go. That's beautiful. (laughs) You did watch me shower in New York. Yeah, it was neat. But it was New York. There was no room for me to not watch. Yeah, Yeah, tiny hotels. We get it. Can't avoid that. Yeah. (laughs) To our listeners, please follow them both. Does the podcast have a page or? Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. what is that handle? Yeah, plug at, all your plugs. Plug your plugs. <laughs> at two dykes and a mic. Yep. And then yours. At, at T-W-O-D-Y-K-E-S and a mic. And we're on everywhere, Spotify, Apple, you can download us. And we also have a Patreon where if you want to see what we look like when we're in sexual positions, you and can- And it's bad. It's awful. Honestly, I get so sweaty so quickly. It's <laughs> Melody, we're doing everyone. Patreon wrong. I know. What? <laughs> Yeah, listen, we're all over it. Uh, check us out. And I'm at Rachel Safety. Mine's bad. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Try it. It's at... <laughs> you can do it. Come on. <laughs> at Mick Goodwin. Oh, yeah, it's it bad. It's not good. I love it. It sounds hot, though. You can't go back. Mm-mm. It's too late in the game now. You're Mick Goodwin <laughs> yeah. until you're dead. <laughs> I don't know. I, I changed my name 19 episodes into this podcast uh, for a good 12 episodes and then changed back. All and, right. Uh, haunts me until this day, so I don't recommend it. Uh, we'll never do it. Also, thanks yeah. so much for having us on your podcast. We mm-hmm. love it. And like I think it's yeah. super fucking cool that there are like us overlapping and more queer podcasts out there. And I've listened to your guys' stuff, and you're doing it really well. So I thank you for what you're doing. And I'm just honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You guys are so funny. I stalked you hard. Your stand up is so funny. Uh, yes, yes. So nice so to finally meet you. Yeah. Yes. I love those dykes. Me too. What a fun, like, dyke roundtable that was. <laughs> but it is time for us to wrap this up with our listener question. Let's get into it. Okay. 
My girlfriend and I have been together for two years, and I love her more than anything. I'm planning on proposing this summer, and there isn't a doubt in my mind that she's the one and she feels the same. The only thing is, she is my first official girlfriend, and before I had mainly dated men and only drunkenly hooked up with a few women, I feel like I missed out on the lesbian dating scene slash slash lesbian bar scene, etc., I have no desire to be with anyone else. I just often catch myself feeling bummed that I didn't get to experience that advice. This is relatable. Yeah, you know, it's it's a common feeling, but, you know, sometimes that, like, I would have said that before my last marriage and been like, oh, you know, I always feel like I could have, like, met some more people or gone on uh more dates and then I talk to other people I'm like oh I went on like like I hooked up I guess with more women or I had more experience and it never feels like oh that was the the right amount you always think like <laughs> oh there could have been other fun trysts in in the mix and you just can't let yourself sink into those feelings too much you have to live in the present so if if you are with like like anybody can go on a a ton of bad dates or pick up people and have these hookups but what's really hard is finding someone that you have no doubt in your mind that they're the one and that you want to spend your life with them that's mission accomplished the thing yeah yeah yeah, that's that's the ultimate goal of dating of course and you nailed it I yeah. struggle with this too. Sometimes I need to remind myself that dating sucks and I don't actually miss it. I too have been with more men than women. Don't let the fact that you've been with more men than women bother you. Yeah. Right? The, like, the gender shouldn't matter right. in, in this the f- equation. Uh the fact is that you got out there and experimented with different people until you found your person. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm like a very monogamous person. And also, like, when I got together with Cecilia, she was like, I'm excited because I've, like, this was Cecilia saying this. Cecilia had never um, dated around with women. She had married the first woman that she had ever been with. So once she got divorced, she was like excited to be with other people. And then she ended up not doing that. And then we just got together and then we're exclusive and monogamous and then, uh, got married. And, you know, I, I check in with her and I'm like, you know, like art, is this okay? Are you okay? Because I know that you were like excited to fuck around. She's like, well, yeah, but I'm like more excited to find someone that I love to be with every day and love to be married to. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Flings seem really fun, but you know, what's uh, also really fun commitment and unconditional love, unconditional love. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I don't know where I would be without it. It's, uh, Seriously, the, the I mean, I test the conditions all the time. <laughs> it stays unconditional. It's truly amazing it. what Cecilia puts up with from me, and it's the best thing ever. And when I think back to the past flings and whatnot that I have, like, uh, yeah, I mean, those were those were a thing, but nothing measures up to uh, what you can have. Don't spend too much time being uh, bummed out about not experiencing that because what you have is what other people spend so much time looking for. And congratulations, you crazy kids. 
I don't know how old you are. That wasn't patronizing. I just, I honestly mean, congratulations. Now here I am thinking that I don't sound earnest, but no, congratulations. Uh, I'm happy for you that you are so in love with your girlfriend and- uh, Mazel. Yeah, keep us updated on the proposal. Let us know. You know we love that. You know we love uh, being in on the business of our listeners' lives, so- Honestly, more than the listener questions, I love the follow-ups yes. with the progress photos the or the we actually broke up. Yes. <laughs> Even oh. that. And like, and here's the girl I went for because you told me to get out of that toxic situation. Lots of different updates. What a I beautiful love them update. all. Yes. Update us. Uh, you can also send a question if you have it to digging out at Gmail. Dot com. That's a great place to send them. Probably the best place to send them if you want them answered. Uh, if you have a more personal question, which we get sometimes that you don't want on the pod, but you want a video of me and Melody giving you advice, that's uh, wizio.com or jemmy.app. Why not? You can find us. We're Throw on all there. the platforms. But the platforms we care most about is, well, this one. You're listening. Thank you. And then also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're at Diking Out on all those things. I'm personally at TGI Carolyn. I'm personally at Melody Kamali on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.